You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast with Stephen Beal. Hello, this is Stephen Beal, one of the weekly contributors at CatholicExchange.com. I'm pleased to share with you today a Good Friday reflection titled, His Heart Was Pierced for Us. So let us begin. He had given us his mother. He had given his spirit to his father. He had spent five hours bleeding for us. He had breathed his last and died. But Christ had one thing left to give us, to pour out for us on the cross, was his heart. Here is how it is described in the Gospel of John. The soldiers therefore came, and they broke the legs of the first, and of the other that was crucified with him. But after they were come to Jesus, when they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers, with a spear, opened his side, and immediately there came out blood and water. And he that saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. And he knows that what he says is true, that you may also believe. End quote. It is not reading too much into this text to see in the piercing of Christ's side a wound to his very heart. Indeed, in his encyclical on the Sacred Heart, Pope Pius XII says that this is a proper reading of the Gospel account. Quote, what is said here, written of the side of Christ, opened by the wound from the soldier, should also be said of the heart, which was certainly reached by the stab of the lance, since the soldier pierced it precisely to make certain that Jesus Christ, crucified, was really dead. Hence, the wound of the most sacred heart of Jesus, now that he has completed his mortal life, remains through the course of the ages a striking image of that spontaneous charity by which God gave his only begotten Son for the redemption of men and by which Christ expressed such passionate love for us that he offered himself as a bleeding victim on Calvary for our sake. End quote. This interpretation is not only warranted by pious reflection, it is also the only one that can be best reconciled with medical assessments of what physically happened to Christ on the cross. A number of commentators, both medically informed theologians as well as medical professionals themselves, have concluded that the best explanation for the blood and water that poured out is that the heart itself was actually stabbed. Now for some medical science. The heart is encased in a sack of fluid known as the pericardium. This fluid actually serves as a lubricant for the heart muscle as it pumps blood. And in the online version of the article, I have links to the actual medical sources for those who are interested. Now, this sack of fluid is what accounts for the water that flowed out from the side. But, because both water and blood flowed out, the spear must have passed beyond the outer layer surrounding the heart. In other words, the spear did not merely prick the heart's outer surfaces, but penetrated the heart itself, according to one likely theory presented by three doctors in their analysis of the death of Jesus. And again, in the online version of the article, I encourage you to read uh, the link that is posted there to their analysis. A uh, very uh, uh, good um, reflection, I would say, for Good Friday, if, if you are looking for uh, a new way of reflecting 
on uh, what happened to Jesus on the cross and what he really suffered for us. So confident then that it was Jesus Christ's very heart that was pierced for us, we can now read anew both the gospel account and traditional interpretations of it. In the crucifixion account, the piercing of the heart is paralleled in one other event, the tearing of the veil of the Holy of Holies in the temple. In a timeline of the crucifixion constructed from each individual gospel account, the tearing and the piercing happen in the same hour, around 3 p.m., after Jesus has already died. It's hard to see this as a coincidence. After all, anything recorded in these vital last hours of Jesus could hardly have been accidental to the account. Now, there is some debate as to whether there was one or more veils in the temple, and if there was more than one, which one was actually torn. The view endorses most likely, in my article, is that the veil that was ripped was the one that separated the innermost Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple. Now, in the temple, the Holy of Holies was where the glorious presence of God dwelled. In the first temple, it was also the location of the Ark of the Covenant, the mystical footstool of the invisible God that had powers of its own and was venerated by the Israelites. Only one man, the high priest, can enter the Holy of Holies, and even then, this one man was allowed in just once a year on the Day of Atonement. The priest had to enter in barefoot with his head down and incense shielding his eyes from a direct view of the glory cloud of the Divine Presence. The rending of the veil, then, signified that men would no longer be cut off from the presence of God. One article on the topic well put it this way, As the veil was torn, the Holy of Holies was exposed. God's presence was now accessible to all. This symbolized what really happened in the piercing of Christ's heart. As Fulton Sheen puts it, There is an intrinsic connection between the soldier piercing the heart of Christ on the cross which drew forth blood and water, and the rending of the veil of the temple. Two veils were rent, one the purple veil of the temple, which did away with the old law, the other the veil of his flesh, which opened the Holy of Holies, of divine love tabernacled among us. In both instances, what was holy was made manifest, one the Holy of Holies, which had only been a figure, the other the true Holy of Holies, his sacred heart, which opened to the guilty access to God. End quote. Now, in the case of Christ, we can say that more than the presence of God was made accessible to man. In the biblical worldview, the heart was considered the very seat of one's being. So, in the piercing of Christ's heart, God's very being was opened up to us. Indeed, the Church teaches that we participate in the divine life through the sacraments of baptism and the Eucharist signified in the sacramental blood and water that poured out of the sight of Christ. It has been said that the way to man's heart is through his wounds. The crucifixion shows us that the way to God is through the wounded heart of Christ. Thank you, God bless, and may you have a blessed Easter. And that was once more Stephen Beale with His Heart Was Pierced For Us. Stephen Beale is a freelance writer based in Providence, you can find him at StephenBeale1 on Twitter, as well as BealNews at gmail.com. See him here every Monday on Catholic Exchange. God love you. Have a great Holy Week.